2: Hello, welcome to number show over... I think we're in double digits now. Justin, are we in double digits? I so. Oh my gosh. I'm in double digits on my shows. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that amazing? So, had a great weekend. Had a great week last week. I think America had a great week last week, and I'll expound or expand on that in a minute. But, had a great week with the kids. Uh, graduation parties and prom parties and celebrations at schools uh saint louis and saint joe they both did an awesome job it's a it's a different atmosphere though you could <laughs> the, the uh saint joe had the, the green sticks out i thought that was pretty they had six foot long green sticks so like for your social distancing i know i'm uh i know i'm, I'm i know this COVID is terribly sad but, man, oh, man, when they break out the, the six-foot-long green sticks for the graduation ceremony, they've gone too far, really. Oh, man. What were they going to do with those six-foot sticks? <laughs> just, just thinking about it, but it kind of it cracks me up. So we go to the graduation ceremony, and there's a few of the, a few of the different people that, that are walking around with six-foot sticks. And I guess they're thinking... <laughs> If somebody's not social distancing properly, they're gonna they're gonna show them what show them I don't know if they're gonna attack them with a six foot stick the six foot green stick or they're just gonna show them what six foot six foot means. Oh, but they did an awesome job. I'm so proud of my da- my baby girl my daughter graduating from St. Joe. What a great school. They just they. They took a young a young girl uh, who was excited about uh, being a young girl, and they really took that energy and they just they just directed it and educated it and and put it to use for the good of the whole school. And I am just uh, wow, so proud of my so proud of my daughter, and so proud of St. Joe. I mean, what a job they did! The uh, In her senior year, you know, I don't know about how many of you dads have kids in high school that play high school sports, but my daughter was a pretty good athlete and she was playing field hockey. She played field hockey since she was four. I mean, she really just, uh, it was kind of like a, a way for us to get some of her energy and, and direct it. And she loved field hockey. I mean, she loved field hockey. She played for AIM, did a great job. Just loved AIM. We loved AIM. Uh, AIM is a, it's a it's a, a club sport. AIM is a club sport in field hockey. Would recommend them for anybody that's got a baby or girl that's looking for direction, looking for some 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 time to spend uh, teaching her what being a you know a competitive athlete and a, and a young lady is. AIM is a great place to go. Uh, so thank you, AIM. Thank you, Saint James the Greater. And uh, thank you, Saint Joe. Just so proud of my baby girl. But anyway, it was funny with the green sticks. Oh my gosh! So, you know, they had the social distancing, and you had the well, only my wife and I were able to go to graduation. And um, but uh, Mallory Kimes, ah, and, uh, uh, they both did. Oh my gosh, senior moment. But the two, the two valedictorians. Our Mallory Kimes was the valedictorian. She did a great job on her speech. And I'm going to shoot myself right now because I can't remember. Uh, Kastecki, uh, Katie, Katie Kastecki was the other. She was she was almost about. It was pretty funny. They're both very exceptional human beings. One's going to MIT. One's going to the Honor College at Indiana. Exceptional human beings, exceptional students, uh, and they both gave great, great speeches. But it was a fun. It was a fun event. So and then. Um, we went to Ocean Seven. Where the hell did we go? We went, to, we went to a burger place on Manchester that did a nice job too. So it does something uh, Ranch Seven or <laughs> it's a terrible name for a restaurant. <laughs> they told me like ten times that I couldn't remember the name of it, but it was something Seven on Manchester. <laughs> anyway, so that was a great weekend. My son, my son had a great graduation from SLU. Um, just awesome. They did a uh, we did the social distancing, but Slew was able to have it outside because it didn't rain. So the Jesuits have a little bit more pull than the Sisters of Saint Joseph. Uh, But we didn't have we had a beautiful night at Saint Louis U High, and they did uh, the uh, Tomcat uh, Ben Thomas did the did the main speech for the for Saint Louis U High, not the valedictorian, but I forget what the the Spirit Award or whatever it is, and he just he rocked it out, just a, a. Ben Thomas, great job. Just just did an awesome job on that. And Slough High, as you know, you know it's it's hard to stand in front of a tsunami without getting without getting washed without getting washed uh, lifeless to the shore. And so I, as much as I think schools should never have closed for COVID, I, I still think that they should never have closed. We should never have closed the schools. We Should never have stopped any of the sports. We should have just gone on with life. We should have battled this like the brave, brave nation that we are. But I understand that Slu, you know, you can't stand in front of uh, everybody by yourself. You can't, you can't do it. It's just you gotta live to fight another day, right? And so that was Slu's Slu's deal. So they are living to fight another day, and uh, they had a, a great graduation ceremony. The fireworks were unexpected. And uh, they, were, they were a really nice touch. So thank you, St. Louis U High. Thank you, St. Joe. Uh, just all the educators, all the teachers, all the, the non-socialist teachers at the two academies. And they know who I mean. Uh, you all just did an awesome job helping my children understand what becoming a young adult means. And I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Uh, two great... Two great institutions named after saints. And I don't don't want to go into what saints are again, but St. Louis and Saint Joseph, thank you. Alright. So I want to start this start the show today. So the show's show's called uh, Kingdom's Evolution. And I wanted to start the show with a positive, so that's a positive about the graduation ceremonies. Getting done, being being fun and, and going well. It's always a positive, and, and uh, you know when you're living through a pandemic, quote unquote pandemic. Nice to see those things happening. Uh, I don't want to talk. So the other, the other positive thing that I wanted to talk about was in Washington D.C. I don't know if you probably didn't watch, maybe you watched last show, but last show I kind of railed on the medical community that we have had the hydroxychloroquine solution since March. So Dr. Zelenko uh, published the, the the Zelenko Protocol and he sent letters to both uh, Donald Trump and to Israel showing what what he had done to to save people's lives. And he had saved like six hundred and ninety nine out of seven hundred people's lives. They didn't they were sick. This was in New York. Everybody was dying and this guy, this Dr. Zelenko he came up with a protocol using an anti malarial drug called hydroxychloroquine and uh, ZPEC, a zerithromycin, for, inf- for, inf- for infections, and another thing called zinc, uh, zinc sulfate. Thinking that the zinc would stop the cells from getting as infected, the hydroxychloroquine would give the body some extra umpapa because it worked against malaria, and the zerithromycin, if they did get really sick, the zerithromycin might cure if they were infected. The the xerithromycin might cure uh, any any uh, antibodies, you know, any antibodies that xerithromycin helps with. Not a lot of any of the three of the medicines, but just in combination, and not for a long time, maybe a week, I think a week's period of time, but he published he published all the, the amounts that he gave when he gave it and how long he gave it. It was in March. So the post, the New York Times, so there's 699 people that he says he saved from going to the hospital. Can you guess how many people? So this is in the middle of a pandemic. So everybody's dying. Everybody's getting it. Uh, the world's going to end. A million people are going to die. Too many people are going to die. We've got to shut down the economy. So here's a guy that steps up and says, I've got a treatment. 699 out of 700 people didn't even have to go to the hospital. Okay, what do you think? What do you think the response was from the the swamp, from the deep state, from the people that gave us that told us not to stop uh, uh, travel from China, from the people that told us to go to Chinatown in San Francisco, from the people that told us to go to the Chinese celebration in New York? So we have a we. We have a doctor in New York that says he saved 699 out of 700 people. So just just think about that for a moment. Pandemic, everybody's dying. Doctor says he saved 699 out of 700 people in March. This is March. We just, we just stopped traveling January from China. So this is basically two months in. Two months in, we've got a doctor saying... He has saved almost 90, 100% of the people that he's treated from even having to go to the hospital. He's been a doctor forever. He's not some quack. He's not selling some special, he's not selling the protocol. He's already published the protocol. He's told everybody how it is. He doesn't have any interest in hydroxychloroquine or zirithromycin or zinc sulfate. He's not selling any, any product. These products are all out there. They're sold by other people. He's just telling you that this combination will save your life. Now, you're an inquisitive human being. And you're in the middle of a pandemic with tens of thousands of people dying in your state. New York, New York, tens of thousands of people dying. And a doctor says he's got a very simple formula that's been used for decades. All these medicines have been used for decades with no with no <laughs> bad side effects. And the bad side effect of uh, COVID, of the China virus, is death. So you got death versus being treated with nothing versus a 100%, almost a 100% treatment for COVID. So what do you think the reception is for Dr. Zelenko? Is he a hero? I'm sure he thought, I'm sure Dr. Zelenko thought, I'm going to be a hero. I'm sure he did. What, What, why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he be a hero? And why wouldn't he think he's going to be a hero? That's, there's nothing wrong with that. You came up with it. You created it. Why wouldn't you be a hero? I mean, that's the least we could do for Dr. Zelenko. Make him a hero. He saved hundreds of thousands of lives. So all the New York Times had to do was go interview a few of his patients, right? I mean, New York Times interviews John Doe on the street all the time. Dr. Zelenko's in New York. We know who his patients are. I'm sure he could have gotten some of his patients to volunteer to co-interview with the New York Times. But you can't find, you can't find one single interview with a Dr. Zelenko patient after he publishes in March. You can't find one. Really, you can't find... Uh, if you go through, it's almost impossible to find any interviews with any of Dr. Zelenko's patients. Uh, celebrating the Dr. Zelenko protocol. Really, you can't find any positive articles about Dr. Zelenko in the New York Times. Why Why is that? Think about that. You're in a pandemic. You got a guy that says he's saved almost 100% of the people that have been given his protocol. Publishes the protocol. He's not trying to sell it. It's already out there. Any doctor can use it. And nothing, nothing, I mean just nothing, because he uses hydroxychloroquine, z and zinc. So, I mean the depth of that betrayal as a human being, as an American, the depth of that betrayal from your leadership in New York, and around around our country, vilifying hydroxychloroquine is unbearable. Truly, truly, it's unbearable. What are we? 150,000 young people dying, old people dying. They're not getting hydroxychloroquine, back and zinc early enough before they go to the hospital when they first start first start showing symptoms. You don't have to you don't have to take it when you get the test. You just have to take it when you get symptoms. There are some people with heart arrhythmias that maybe shouldn't take um, hydroxychloroquine, maybe. But it's been given to to millions and millions of people, millions and millions of doses over decades. So I'm sure if there were serious... There are some people that have serious heart issues that probably shouldn't take hydroxychloroquine. But a lot of those issues were dealt with when it was just chloroquine. Hydroxychloroquine is a different kind of a different, safer... Uh, compound but wow can you imagine i mean you don't have to imagine it it's happening we've had a treatment for covid for the china virus since march they could have saved a hundred thousand lives but they've let these people die they've created fear we're now wearing masks so rather than telling you to zinc up get zinc in your system with an ionophore, rather than telling the doctors to make hydroxychloroquine OTC over-the-counter available so that anybody that wants to take it can take it, they vilified and mocked and tried to destroy anybody that says hydroxychloroquine works. Now, they did this trial in Brazil, and let me tell you what. That trial in Brazil was was, I don't remember the exact data on it, but they way overdosed people that were already deathly ill. I'm trying to remember because I looked at it and I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it when they said what they did to those people in Brazil. I was like it, it was like it was like unbelievable. It, 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 uh, the trial protocol in Brazil. So, uh, uh, Laura, Laura Ingram had one of our doctors on that talked about it and he talked about, well, there's trial in Brazil and it's just like, doc, did you, and you know, we all only have so much time in the day, but if you're going to talk about a trial in Brazil, know the trial in Brazil, the trial in Brazil was designed to fail and designed really to kill from the beginning. It was a, it was just an embarrassment to science and, uh, 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 a testament to how wicked the deep, the deep state is about not wanting a cure for COVID for the China virus. It was just absolutely terrible. I again just want to go back to the mathematic mathematic impossibility that between Dr. Raoult, Dr. Smith, uh, Dr. Zelenko, and all the doctors that were on front line, the front line doctors on the... Supreme Court steps. It is mathematically impossible that you could have a ninety-plus percent uh, save rate or not non-hospitalization rate for people that took hydroxychloroquine, Z-Pack, and zinc, and it not work. Do you understand? It is mathematically impossible. So hydroxychloroquine with Z-Pack and zinc absolutely. 100% works. Maybe not for everybody, but it, it's going to work for a lot, a lot of people, and it would have saved tens of thousands of lives if, if Americans would have access to it. So we're going to get to the next segment because my last last show, I berated and I really uh, went after the medical community kind of for, for just like for letting us down because when I was growing up, Doctors were the heroes, man. They were the, it began and ended with a doctor. Honestly. Because when a doctor said, said something, when a doctor said something, that was, you, you listened, you understood that, that uh, the Hippocratic Oath was everything to that doctor, that he would studied long and hard to try to save pe- people's lives, and that, yeah, they were going to be successful, but the most important thing to that doctor was helping people. And they were very very intelligent so you listened you listened and I was disappointed last week that so many doctors had not stood with dr. Zelenko and dr. Smith and dr. Raoult and so many doctors have not stood up and said this is a medicine that's been used for decades millions of people have used it millions of doses What are we doing? Why, if if people think this thing works, if other doctors think this is working, why are not we trying it? Why, you know, instead of trying nothing. But, next segment, we're going to talk about some doctors that stood up. We're going to talk about some heroes in America. And we're going to talk about, um, oh my gosh, in the Revolutionary War, what was the first battle? What was the first battle of the Revolutionary War? I forget the farm, it was the farm. Do you remember that, Justin? Nob, was it not Not Beacon? Was it Beacon Hill? Not, hey, Justin. No, he's not even here. I'm trying to think of where that first battle was for the uh, the Revolutionary War. Maybe somebody will text me while I'm, while I'm on break. All right, so listen. So I'm not going to play it this break, but I'm going to play it next break. I've got a song from the Wolf Brothers that was sent for me from Benjamin, Benjamin Sr. So we'll, we'll play that one. I, have, I haven't heard it, so it's going to be the first time that I'm going to be hearing it, too. But we're going to play that next break cuz I want to make sure I set up a link while I while I'm listening to the next song. So we haven't uh, we haven't heard this one in a while. Now, well, let's go to you know what? I want to go to how about this one?
1: There's
0: mosquitoes on the Rising up like birds. It's been hot for seven weeks now. Too hard to even speak now. Did you hear what I just heard? Say it
1: might have been the fiddle,
0: Or it could've been the wind. But there seems to be a beat now. I can feel it in my feet now. Listen, here it comes again. Us so busy, we forgot about the time. They're a band beyond description, like Jehovah's favorite choir. People join in hand in hand, while the music plays the band, Lord, they're setting us on fire. Crazy rooster crowing midnight Balls of lightning roll along Old men sing about their dreams Women laugh and children scream And the band keeps playing on Come on, children, come on, clap your hands Well, the cool breeze came on Tuesday And the corn's a bumper crop And the fields are full of dancing Full of singing and romancing The music never stops
2: Welcome back. Man, the music never stopped. So for me, Mississippi River Festival, 1970, circa seventy seventy-eight. 78? I don't know, but circa late 70s, Grateful Dead, and Mississippi River Festival at SIU Edwardsville. That concert is still going on for me. <laughs> that concert never stopped. Oh, my gosh. Greatest concert ever. Um, for those of you that were there that day, enjoyed the day, enjoyed the evening, the thunderstorms, and uh, uh, the lightning, what a, what a day, what a night, just, uh, gosh, mark that one down as one of the highlights of my life. Still, got how long was it, 40, 40 years ago, and I can tell you, I can still see the clouds, I can still see the clouds coming in over the horizon, thinking, this is not going to end well, and it ended great. I mean, uh, lightning storms. I don't know how a band... We were in the middle of a field, and they had all this electrical equipment on the stage. And you could see, they're like upside-down mountains, these clouds. They're like upside-down mountains coming at us, and it's like a wall of upside-down mountains. Like with lightning, it was like a a sci-fi movie. With lightning striking the ground all around it. With lightning coming out of the clouds... And the band, the band Grateful Dead, is just on stage playing away, and uh, they they finally go, uh, man, I didn't figure what their exact words were, but uh, we're it was like we're not going to stop. <laughs> it's just like you people are crazy, and so uh, they didn't they didn't stop. And uh, you know, in today's world, of course, they would have stopped because of the lawyers rule everything, and the insurance would have been voided. And but the the Grateful Dead didn't stop. No one got hurt. And, uh it was it was truly truly a magical musical moment so for all of you that were there that day I know uh, Chris Wiley was there uh, guys I know a bunch of a bunch of my friends were there but what a great what a great fun day all right so let's get back to let's get back to it kind of uh, spending too much time reminiscing here so the heroes they call they called themselves the frontline doctors and you've got to get this on You've got to find out where this is online because Google, YouTube, uh, Facebook, Twitter, they these guys, these doctors, these frontline doctors, they call themselves the Frontline Doctors, and they call it the Frontline Doctors Summit, and I think that's how I found it on, I took some time to find it, but it's like a, a seven-hour program, so it's all basically about how to protect yourself from the covid So these are doctors. They're all uh, working on the front lines. So they're in emergency rooms. These are our heroes, right? our heroes. They're frontline doctors. They're in the trenches. They're risking their lives to save lives. They're risking their lives. They're our heroes, right? Right? Wasn't it just last week? The doctors on the front lines were our heroes, risking their lives? Wasn't it just last week that they were our heroes? The greatest people ever. The, the bomb of the bombs. So the, these heroes, these frontline doctors, they come out and they do a seven-hour presentation. Three and a half hours, two divided up into. two. And I, I haven't watched all of it. But it's basically just giving people information about how to stay safe, how to, how to survive the pandemic. And guess what happened? They told everybody that hydroxychloroquine, zinc sulfate, and azithromycin or ZPAX, are stopping people from getting COVID and getting sick and dying. Well, by gosh, bigorn, we knew that in March, right? Because statistically it's impossible have saved 95 or 99% of, the, of people with a protocol and then somehow it not work after that. It's just statistically impossible. either the, the guy was lying at the beginning or the people are lying afterwards. So the question is the question is who's lying? Who is lying? So it's really simple. It's really simple to figure this out who, who, who the lying bastards are okay It's really simple. Who the lying mass murderers are. It's really simple to figure this out. In in March, this protocol was in March. The, the the COVID takes about 20 days to kill somebody, but you have about you have five or six days where you're sick and you know you're sick and you can get treated. So in March, they had no other treatment. They had no other in April. They had no other in May, they had no other treatment. So this doctor in March published A very simple, safe protocol of how to save people. What did the established medicine in New York, where tens of thousands of people died, what did they do with Dr. Zelenko's protocol? Did they use it? Did they research any people that were treated with it? Did they try to save people because they had nothing else to save people with, right? They were putting them on intubators and watching them die. That's it. So those don't sound like very good people. Do they? Uh, They were frog-marching elderly COVID-known patients back into nursing homes into a very at-risk, comorbid population. Those don't sound like very good people, do they? Somebody that would lie to you about whether you should wear a mask or shouldn't wear a mask isn't really a good person, are they? Regardless of why they lied to you, they thought some people were more important than other people, so only some so only some some people should get mass. Not really what their job is, is it? To lie to you so that only some people get mass. That's not a good person. That's Dr. Fauci. That's Dr. Fauci. Governor Cuomo and the Democrats were the people that sent COVID sick patients elderly back into nursing homes. And it was in New York that Dr. Zelenko had his protocol. So it was in New York where they had all these tens of thousands of people dying that they could have immediately put Dr. Zelenko's protocol because all these drugs were available, all of them. They'd been used for decades. They could have started saving people immediately, immediately in New York, immediately they could have put everybody on COVID, on hydroxychloroquine, zinc sulfate, and azithromycin, But they didn't. No, they didn't. So finally, thank you God, right? So finally, these frontline doctors came out and they do a seven-hour program, and they say we've been using hydroxychloroquine, zinc, and azithromycin, and it's been working great. We've saved lots of people. No, <laughs> we're saving everybody. The uh, whatever, we're saving them. We're saving lives. This is this is what works. It works. We're we're saving lives with it. Now just remember, just last week, just last just last week, the frontline here our, the doctors were our frontline heroes, right? Trust your doctors. They're putting their lives at risk trying to save your life. They are our heroes. Frontline doctors come out and say hydroxychloroquine works with ZPAC and zinc and Whoa. Did you see that coming? Did you see that dark cloud coming? It it came over them. And all of a sudden, they're the worst people in the world. The doctors are terrible. They're terrible human beings. They're lying to you. They deserve to be shut up. They deserve to not have their words heard. And who decides this? Why Google and Facebook and Twitter and YouTube. Well, when I was growing up, none of those places existed. They didn't. There was no Facebook. There was no Twitter. There was no YouTube. There was no Google. None of them. None of them even existed when I was growing up. Doctors existed. Doctors existed when I was growing up. Doctors were our heroes when I was growing up. Because if you were sick. And they could help you, they did. And they spent a lot of time and energy and effort doing so. And last week, I railed on the medical community for not standing up. And uh, I apologize. Because these frontline doctors, they climbed out of their trenches. They climbed out of the trenches of anonymity. They stood, they knew, they knew what was going to happen. They knew when they stood up there together. I mean, the, the, the guts it took for them to organize, to stand together, stand in front of the Supreme Court and say, we are a free people. What the medical establishment and the government, governments of New York and New Jersey, Wisconsin, and all the other 40-plus states that restrict hydroxychloroquine Are doing to the American people is a tragedy and we're going to explain to you why it's a tragedy we're gonna explain to you as doctors what we've seen firsthand with our patients and we want it to end we want hydroxychloroquine to be available over-the-counter to any American that wants to take hydroxychloroquine and that that was what they did and God bless them God bless the frontline doctors So, just a week ago, they were our heroes. They were the greatest people on earth. Trust them. Do everything. But a week later, these same doctors that the Democrats loved, they were our frontline heroes, greatest people on earth. Same people now are saying, shut those doctors up. Shut them up. They're terrible. They're liars. Take them off the air. So, the lead... And they knew it was coming. I'm telling you, these doctors, unlike Dr. Zelenko, who probably didn't know didn't know that they were going to destroy his life, these doctors, they knew it was coming. They knew it was coming. They knew they were going to be destroyed. They knew it. They were prayerful. They were hopeful that we would just hear their words and the American people would stand up. So Dr. Simone... Gold. Um, I might be butchering her name a little bit. She's been a uh, board-certified whatever. She's been a. Uh, she said she'd been an emergency room doctor for 20 years. For her putting together this summit and standing tall for the American people and trying to save lives using hydroxychloroquine, Z-Pack, and zinc, they fired her. Her her hospital fired her after 20 20 years. I don't know if she worked 20 years at the same hospital, but she got fired. Her hospital fired her for, for saying what she believes is a doctor you need. for, for our, the, the heroes, the frontline heroes, the ones, you know, that are in the, the COVID, exposed to China virus. The ones that all the, the progressives tell you are our heroes and we've got to make all, you know, they're, they're the ones doing these, all these great things for us. The hospital fired her. So, so what do you think about that? America. So what do you think about the same people that wouldn't do the hydroxy protocol since March? Doctor comes out in July, says it's saving lives and with a bunch of other doctors does the Frontline Doctors Summit and now all of a sudden our Frontline Doctors aren't our heroes anymore. They're vilified liars and they deserve to lose their job. (laughs) mean at some point in time it the good at some point in time we as the American people have got to hold these institutions that are destroying and killing us accountable we've got to hold them accountable who is the person at the hospital that fired Simone Gold how is it possible oh my gosh they just just it's so much malarkey and now you probably can't, even if you wanted to get hydroxychloroquine in Missouri, you probably couldn't get it. They've probably, the pharmacists have probably put restrictions on how you can, on who gets hydroxychloroquine. There's plenty of hydroxychloroquine out there. It was for a while, oh, there's a shortage, there's a shortage. Now it's, oh, it kills you, it kills you. It, it's all lies. It's all lies. There's no shortage of hydroxychloroquine. It doesn't kill you, and it saves, it's, it saves, it, it could save hundreds of thousands of lives right now, today. But who stands with the doctors? Who stands with the frontline doctors? We have got to stand with the frontline doctors, ladies and gentlemen. We have got to stand with the heroes that came out of the trenches to take the first volley trying to save, trying to save America. Because, believe me, the people that are pushing COVID to kill people, the fear of COVID, wearing masks, uh, you know, being afraid of going back to school, These same people are the same people that love doctors, but are the same people that wanted to shut these doctors up the second they said hydroxychloroquine works because they don't want a solution yet. They're not going to want a solution until November 5th or November 6th. They're not going to want it. This is all just about getting Trump out of the White House. And let me tell you what comes next. It's not pretty. The people that are willing to destroy our frontline doctors, it's Trump versus them. Think about that when you vote. Because that's what the election's about. Are you with the frontline doctors? Are you with the Google and Yahoo and Facebook and Twitter that destroy the, the the frontline doctors and take them off the air and say they they don't even deserve to be heard? Because that's that's the vote the vote choice that you have. The people that silence doctors or being with the doctors. So that's the next that's next week, and we'll talk about some specific elections in the city. But that election is coming up, I believe it's next week, uh, the primary in St. Louis. All right, hold on. Let's go, too. So now this is, this was sent to me by Ben. I believe it's Benjamin Sr. Uh, but we'll see. I've never heard this song before, so we're, we're, we're taking a chance.
1: you
2: know sometimes sometimes you win sometimes you lose (laughs) you gotta take chances though so listen I will find a better recording of the Wolf Brothers. Uh, we we just tried. I tried to do that. Uh, the one clip that I was sent was 30 minutes long. So apparently, uh, apparently somebody wanted to listen to the Wolf Brothers more than they wanted to listen to my show, which I completely understand. But I got I gotta have my show. <laughs> so I'll find uh, we'll find a better version. We'll find a better version of the Wolf Brothers uh, for next for next show, and we'll play that one. That one's that one's too choppy. That one's too uh, too illegal, too bootlegged. All right. Sorry, not not much of a break, but that's all right. So let's go into the next election. So this the primary season. The primary vote, I believe, is Tuesday. I think that's first first Tuesday in August. So that's the primary vote. And I'm a city voter, so so i I have I've had no representation. I've had no representation for my beliefs my entire life. (laughs) I have lived in the city of St. Louis for 58 out of my 59 years. And I've had zero representation. Anybody that's elected doesn't agree with me about anything in the city of St. Louis. It's hilarious. Well, they agree with me maybe about a couple things. Maybe about protecting Forest Park. There might be a few people uh that one that want to protect forest park that are elected leaders in the city of St. Louis but not i think even most of them would sell would sell out forest park if they could if it meant a few dollars in their pocket <sighs> so we come to the primary primary season which to me really is <clears throat> always and it always is the the choice of the lesser of two evils it's never there's never a Donald Trump <laughs> running for the mayor of St. Louis Unfortunately, there's never a, a, a great you know an envisioned leader uh, that wants to be the mayor of St. Louis because it, I don't know how much it pays but it, it doesn't pay a whole lot. It's a thankless job and uh, the the people the, the people that get it always you know just get vilified and put their lives at risk and so most of the people that that actually end up being wanting to be mayor usually are are corrupt or want to be corrupt or they're not ide they're they're just simply not ideologues they're pol- they're literally politicians and they're all in the same party so they 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 have to differentiate themselves by minutia and it's all the same party so it's it's a uh, it, it's it's hard to differentiate them let's just say that very few of them ever <laughs> ever ever represent what I would believe consider are my interests However, the city elections really are more about managing managing the city than they are about politics, right? Because there's the the state and the federal uh, elected officials really have more of an impact on the broader the broader legal issues that surround us. the the city The city is kind of a smaller smaller area, and it's more about managing. The streets, the trash, uh, the different events that happen in the city, the businesses, licensing out the businesses, uh, protection, the neighbor, the firemen, the policemen. So it's all about managing. You know, it's about managing life. So the the city's more nitty gritty, down to earth. Call your alderman. A little bit, a little bit closer to home. I've never never been represented by a Republican, no matter... I've lived around Forest Park my whole life, and it's always been a Democrat in the... Alderman and the Democrat alderman in Dogtown, Democrat alderman in Central West End. It's always been a Democrat. And it will be a Democrat when this is all said and done, and it'll be a Democrat when I die. <laughs> um, but we do have a very important election coming up on Tuesday in in the city, and... It's a primary between two Democrats, and I'm not talking about Lacey Clay and whatever the other the other person's, person running is. I'm, I'm actually going to vote. I know you guys are going to laugh your asses off, but I'm going to vote for Lacey Clay. <laughs> I never thought those words would come out of my, vo- my mouth, but I'm going to vote in the Democratic primary, and I'm voting for Lacey Clay. So that's pretty funny. Yeah. Because yeah, <laughs> from what I've... From what I understand, is the other girl is right there with AOC, is an AOC uh, uh, AOCite. But there's another election. There's another election, and this is the one I want to talk. To. I got five minutes left of the show, and this is the one I want to talk to you about. There's a girl running, a girl, a woman running, an attorney running for circuit attorney named Mary Pat Carl. I don't know Mary Pat Carl that well I actually don't know her at all but I've got her sign in my front yard Um, the reason I'm supporting Mary Pat Carl and I beg all of you to vote in the Democratic primary if you live in the city of St. Louis and I beg you I beg you I beg you to vote for Mary Pat Carl and the reason the reason I'm begging you to vote for Mary Pat Carl is because the person that is in the circuit attorney's office now is just a terrible human being. Terrible. Just a terrible human being. What she did to Governor Greitens, I don't know how many felonies, someday we'll find out how many felonies were committed in that false prosecution of our governor, between witness tampering, between uh, investigator perjuring himself, between the 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 witness getting paid between meeting in a hotel room with the witness between there being no evidence ever and our governor having to step down cuz they financially destroyed his family whether you are a republican or not you you can't you can't support that type of perse- persecution of a fellow citizen False charges, uh, false perjurious investigators, witness tampering by 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 the circuit attorney's office. Regardless of whether you're a Democrat or Republican, you're a human being, right? You can't you can't before what they did did to Governor Greitens. That was immoral. That was that was terrible. What they did to him, it's terrible. What Kim Gardner has done the police officers that she anonymously accused of, of doing something wrong we still don't know we still don't know who they are we're two or three years in these police officers lives have had their careers ruined we don't know who they are it's anonymous but yet kim gardner did that she didn't bring them up on charges she didn't try to have them fired she just anonymously said they weren't fit to be police officers and stopped taking their cases well, if you're a police officer, your career just got ruined and you've got no due process. None. You've got no due process. hows These are our, these are the people that are trying to save our lives. They, they, they deserve due process, don't they? Governor Greitens deserve due process. Police officers deserve uh, due process. Oh, Kim Gardner. Oh, please, Mary Pat Carl. We have got to change... Kim Gardner has got to be taken out of office by our votes. We have got to. We've got to be better than this, St. Louis. We please, I beg you, vote for Mary Pat Carl on Tuesday. Spread this message far and wide. This little clip. But but Kim Gardner has just done terrible things. Her turnover in the circuit. Everybody laughed. The circuitry is like a hundred, two hundred percent. Children are getting killed in the streets, and and uh, she's letting drug dealers go that have that got caught with opio- opiates. I mean, is this really? Do you, what do you think our city's going to be like in four years if we don't get Kim Gardner out of office? Who do you think is going to be running the city? I almost lost a young man that I know almost lost his life Saturday night because carjackers came into the neighborhood, put a gun to his head. Um. And at, told him to give him his car keys. So he gave him his car keys. And then somebody across the street, a, a, a heroic neighbor, a heroic dog-towner, yelled at them, asked what was going on. And the, the, the carjacker pointed his gun at the person yelling at them. And the person that he was going to kill, that he just carjacked, that he just already had the keys for, had a moment... And use that moment like the, uh, uh, like the Leonard Skinner song, you know, give me, give me, give me five seconds, please. Or however it goes, you know, so I can get out the door. And he took that moment and like a very intelligent young man, he escaped with his life. And I want to thank again, the dog towner that said something, uh, to the, to the carjacker when he saw what was going on with the gun in the car. God bless you, sir. You saved a lot of tears. You saved a part of me, because I, I don't think... I think a part of me would have been lost if this young man had been killed. But these are the... We've got... Where will we be in four years if Kim Gardner is still our circuit attorney? Letting felons out of jail. Prosecuting people, the, the uh, McCloskeys, because they defending their, their property with guns. Where are we going to be in four years if we can't defend ourselves? Only the bad guys will have guns. And then, and then if you, too, defend yourself, Kim Gardner's going to prosecute you. I don't think... You want to hear the truth of the matter is? I don't think Kim Gardner would have prosecuted the McCloskeys if they had been black. I don't think so. I don't think she would have. I don't think she would have gone after our governor if our governor had been a Democrat. Do you? We should not... Allow somebody who abuses their, persecu- their prosecutorial powers the way Kim Gardner has abused hers. She needs to be out of office. Please vote for Mary Pat Carl Tuesday. Vote in the Democratic primary. Now, the kingdom, the kingdom's evolution will happen because we've got some wonderful news for next week. I'm telling you, just wait for it. What should we end the song? What should we end it with? Come on, let's end it with... So now, I didn't write the words for this. I'm almost... My hour's almost up. So I didn't write the words for this, but we're going to change the words of this song. And uh, Justin said he would record it. So I will work on this this week. <laughs> I kind of got started on it, and then I went ADD. But I, we will work on it again. All right, you guys. Everybody have a great week. Uh, what, what is this? we will be the first week of August. So it'll be the primaries. Everybody's graduated school. So some people will be going to college. Um, I don't want to go uh I think the colleges just need to go herd. I think they just need to go herd. I think they need to go there and just go herd. When they get to college, the young people just go herd. That's that's my personal opinion. That that would be that would be my plan. Have a party have a party in the quad of everybody that's had COVID, and everybody's welcome to show up. <laughs> oh man, that's probably gonna get me arrested. God bless America, land of the free, home of the brave. Thank you, Frontline Doctors, for standing up and restoring my faith in the medical community. God bless you, docs. God bless you.
0: Is by Ray Wiley Hubbard. He was born in Oklahoma. And his wife's name, Betty Lou Thelma is. He's not responsible for what he's doing. is mine my... sit down with that for Haggard E is for eggs and R is for